this last little season, we've been working our way through the book of Acts, which I've just found to be so inspiring and so refreshing to get that little snapshot of the early church. It just inspires me to to see people's faith and and the way people stepped up and to to think about what it was like for them. And when they did that, it's been great. So if you've missed any of those, particularly last week, if you've missed any of those, go back and have a look on um, our website. You'll be able to catch up with those. Last week was exceptional. That's just a little plug last week. I didn't preach last week. That was Chris. Um, (laughs) So I want to I continue in that vein this morning. I read an article a few weeks ago, and um, it made a statement that really stuck with me, and it was this. It said, faithfulness is going out of fashion. It's kind of an old word, faithfulness, isn't it? It's like faithfulness is going out of fashion. And it went on to say this, faithfulness is rare, not just in marriage, but also in life. Culture teaches us to dispose of anything or anyone we don't like. I mean, culture says, really, you do you, boo. You know, if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it. And as followers of Jesus, we need to do the opposite. We need to do the opposite to that. And I love that. Faithfulness is something that we rarely talk about outside of maybe a marriage sort of scenario. But I think it's a concept that should earmark every area of our lives. You know, people often say, you know, I just want to make my little dent in the universe for Jesus. I just really want to. And it's like, start here. Be faithful. Be faithful in your life. It's not as common as it should be. It's not as valued as it should be. But without it, we not only miss the impact of it in our society, which desperately, desperately needs it, but also the opportunity for personal growth. Who loves personal growth? Yes, we love personal growth. God loves you too much to leave you the same way. Thank God for that. And it brings personal growth to each of us. You know, and I was thinking as I read through the book of Acts and what we've already read through and gone through chapter by chapter so far, I'm always impacted by the faithfulness found in the early church. It impacts me. You think about some of the main characters. Peter, for example, who, you know, just a little while earlier was denying Jesus. I don't know him. You've mistaken me for someone else. But then turns up, he's in the upper room, receives the Holy Spirit, goes down, preaches to the multitude, and thousands were added to the church that day. And he continues to do it and continues to do it. He sees miracles. He, he sees many people converted. And his faithfulness, I think, is evident in his willingness to obey God, even quite despite, at times, human authorities. And he wears the consequences of that. And because of that, he's responsible for for so much that we read about in the book of Acts. And then we had Paul. Love Paul. You know, Paul is one of those people where it's like, I love his story. I'm glad it's not me. Like, he's so faithful. He's so faithful. He faces things like imprisonment, beating, 
shipwreck, I think, a couple of times. I mean, the guy is just, he just keeps on going. His faithfulness is quite amazing. He's faithful to his mission, which he believes to be to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And his unwavering commitment to that led to the establishment of several churches and the writing of numerous epistles. But there's one that we find in Acts that I want to focus on today who shows just incredible faithfulness. We're going to read from Acts chapter 6, and we're just going to skip through. But verses 1 to 3 says this. During those days, the number of Jesus' followers kept multiplying greatly. But a complaint was brought, don't you love the complainers, against those who spoke Aramaic by the Greek-speaking Jews, who felt their widows were being overlooked during the daily distribution of food. The 12 apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them, it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. Now hear me here, it's not that they thought it was below them, they just understood their mission was to share the word of God. We want you to carefully select seven godly men. Make sure they are honourable full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them the responsibility of this crucial ministry of serving. We skip to verse 5. Everyone in the church loved this idea. I think because there was only seven of them and they didn't all have to do it, but everyone in the church loved this idea, so they chose seven men. One of them was Stephen, who was known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. Now Stephen, full of grace divine blessing and favour, and power was doing great wonders and signs, attesting miracles among the people. However, who loves the however in the Bible? You know it's going to take a turn here. However, some men rose up and questioned and argued with Stephen. Verse 10, but they were not able to successfully withstand and cope with the wisdom and intelligence and the power of inspiration of the spirit by whom he was speaking. So they argued with him and lost. And then the story continues on that these men then falsely accuse him of speaking against Moses and of God. And then the the religious scholars seize him and take him before the Supreme Council. And then more false witnesses step forward and tell more lies about him. And then when he's asked to defend himself, when he's asked if these accusations are true, Stephen responds not by defending himself. He doesn't say, no, that's not true. What he does is he starts quoting scripture at them, scripture they would have been very familiar with, and challenging them not to close their hearts and to soften their hearts towards, towards, and, towards God. And, and he highlights the fact that they've been given the law by the visitation of angels, but They've not obeyed it, so he kind of schools them in what their response should be, which didn't really go over very well, okay, for Stephen. And so they got so incensed with Stephen that they decide, I think this is a little extreme, but they decide to stone him to death because that would be the answer. You can't silence your critics, just stone him to death. Don't laugh. We do it now. We just don't use stones. Verse 55, but Stephen overtaken with great faith, was full of the Holy Spirit. He fixed his gaze into the heavenly realm and saw the glory and splendor of God and Jesus who stood at the right hand of God. 
verse 59 and 60, as they hurled stone after stone at him, Stephen prayed, Oh, our Lord Jesus, accept my spirit into your presence. He crumpled to his knees and shouted in a loud voice, Oh, Lord, don't hold this sin against them. And then he died. What a story. He's glad that's not their story. I'm glad I haven't been stoned to death yet. And the thing that stands out to me about Stephen is that he was already a faithful man when he was chosen to serve. He was already faithful. He was faithful in his service of the widows, the service that was given to him, and he remained faithful when he was accused, and he was faithful to literally his dying breath. I don't know about you, but I find that quite inspirational. I don't know if given the right set of circumstances, I would be that person. I would hope to be that person. But stone after stone raining down on me, I don't know, I think I might be starting to lose it just a little bit. So it's the kind of person, Stephen's the kind of person that I'd want on my side. What about you? He's going to stand with you no matter what. But he's also the kind of person that I should aspire to be. Faithful is the, it's the quality of being true to one's word or commitments as to what one is pledged to do, professes to, or believes, etc. It is loyal, unwavering, steadfast, committed, trusted. That's what faithful is. I like this. The Hebrew definition of faithful literally translates down to stick to it. Just stick to it. Whatever you decide, whatever you say, whatever you promise, whatever you commit to, stick to it. Just stick to it. I found a great quote by a guy called um, Matthew Barnett. It says, ordinary faithfulness leads to extraordinary impact. And I don't know about you, but I feel like we are living in a day and age where we need extraordinary impact. And if it's as simple as being just ordinarily faithful, surely we can rise to that. You know, we live in a world that's marked by changing trends, shifting values. They shift all over the place. And a lack of commitment faith and faithfulness often takes a back seat. Even just in the simple things. We notice that faithfulness is going out of fashion. You know, I thought about this and I thought about, look at cancel culture. Just look at cancel culture. People who have been loyal and faithful to a person or a brand or an ideology or a belief system will drop it. And not only drop it, but do a complete 180 and and speak about it in a completely opposite way without a thought when the trend changes, simply on the opinion of someone they probably don't even know personally. It's like, drop it, drop it like it's hot because we, we don't want to be cancelled. Social media challenges our faithfulness daily. It does. With gossip, with clickbait stories, with opinion pieces that are presented as news and you've got to wonder sometimes, like, okay, so how come you know more about this than the person that's actually going through it knows about it? Faithfulness is under fire. And I think it's really important that we realise that. If we're not determined to be faithful people, 
it can be really, really hard to know what to believe. You can, faithfulness is like an anchor. If you don't have that anchor, you can get tossed about by all the changing opinions. And, and what's in and what's out changes so rapidly these days that sometimes you feel like you've got whiplash just trying to keep up. We turn the corner and I'm like, oh, oh okay, we're going this way now. And faithfulness is that anchor that keeps you steady. Diminishing faithfulness can present in things as simple as, now I'm not talking, if this hits you, it's not because I know this, okay? Not responding to invitations or events, we've all done it. I'm not looking at anyone, I'll look at the floor. Not responding to invitations or events, why? In case we get a better option. Oh, maybe we won't feel like it on the day, you know? We simply don't want to commit. We don't want to be faithful to it. But where is the faithfulness in this? Tell me. Matthew 5, 36b and 37 says, But just let your words ring true. A simple yes or no will suffice. Anything beyond this springs from a deceiver. Just be faithful to your word. Just be faithful to what you said. And the thing with that is, you have to say it. So... If you're not committing to something, if you're unwilling to say yes or no, then you're not being faithful because you're not committing. And if you do say yes to something, for goodness sake, unless you're like Sam this week with RSV and rhinovirus and just like half dead, that's an excuse. He didn't want to share it. But sometimes we just go, yeah, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Faithfulness is essential for so many reasons. And it plays a crucial role in our personal relationships. It plays a crucial role in our professional environments. And even our interactions in the wider community. So I want to have a look quickly in the next six and a half minutes at um, why we need to bring faithfulness back. We need faithfulness for what it does in others. So what does it do in others? It builds trust and reliability. In others, faithfulness establishes trust. If you are someone that is faithful, people trust you because they know when you say something, when you commit to something, when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. So it builds trust. It's a fundamental aspect of any relationship, whether it's the marriage relationship, whether it's partners, friends, or work colleagues. Without faithfulness, trust is compromised and relationships can be fragile and unsure because they just don't know if they can depend on you. Being faithful demonstrates reliability. You know, these are like words that are not particularly trendy, but can I tell you what? It makes such a difference. As an employer, if my staff, I know they're reliable. I know they're going to turn up. I know if they're not here, it's for a very, very good reason. It builds reliability, dependability, and a commitment to honour your word. And there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for the fact that you would say something and no matter what happens, I'm going to stick to it. It's not always comfortable to do that. Stephen was chosen as a representative because he was faithful. He could be trusted. It was literally the criteria. The apostles knew they could trust him. So how do we build that? How do we build it? To build it, I think we need 
to do what we said we would do. It's not hard. If you say, I'm going to be at work 15 minutes early in the morning, do it. If you say, I'm going to ring this person and just find out how they are, do it. If you say, I'm going to come to this event because I really want to honor this person, do it. Build trust. Don't wait for someone else. It starts with you. Be the person you want other people to be in your life. We all love the faithful friend. We all love that. Why? Because they always turn up. They're always reliable. I had someone say to me this week, I'm so glad I met you. I feel like you're the sort of person that I could ring at 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm I'm sure that's a good thing. 2 a.m. is not particularly attractive to me. But it's like, let's be those people. The world needs those people. Faithfulness builds emotional security in others. Same sort of thing. Provides a sense of emotional security and stability. When we're faithful, we create a safe space for people to open up, to to share, to trust, without fear of judgment or betrayal. It fosters deeper sense of connection and intimacy. It brings a sense of belonging The apostles knew that Stephen would bring into his role with the widows his faithfulness. It made him a perfect candidate and a safe space to be put in a role with vulnerable people. He was trusted. It wasn't just because they were widows and they were poor. They were vulnerable people. And because he was faithful and he created emotional security... He was placed in that role and he was faithful in that role. You know, if you want to begin to share your story with people, if you want to have an impact, if you want to go on mission, this is the first step. You have to create that faithfulness that people can depend on. Third thing, faithfulness fosters building strong relationships. Faithfulness is the cornerstone of a healthy relationship cultivates loyalty, dedication, and a willingness to work through challenges together. By being faithful, we show our commitment to the relationship and our willingness to invest time and effort and support. And so how are you faithful in building a relationship? I think it's the Hebrew definition. Stick to it. Just stick to it. Show up. And stick to it, even in the tough times. We have all probably in this room at some point experienced the opposite of this. We've experienced people that said they would be there. That said they would show up. And then they didn't. And it hurts. And it's a betrayal. And it's painful. But let's not be those people. Let's not be those people. We need faithfulness for what it does to us personally. Here's a personal growth thing. Faithfulness facilitates personal growth and self-development. I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, I'm not the same person that I was five years ago, ten years ago. Praise God for that. It's not that I've had a personality transplant. I've just really committed to grow. I've just committed to grow. I've committed to be around faithful people who will highlight to me, there it is one of them, when 
there are things in my life that maybe I'm a little bit blind to. And I've shared this story before, but um, just quickly. I remember um, Nerid and I prefer, uh, preparing for an event once, and um, we were talking about control freaks. And because, um, you know, I'm not one. And um, I said, you know, I'm so glad I'm not a control freak. She laughed in my face. She was like, you are so a control freak. I was mortified. And then I thought about it. I thought, I am a control freak, just not in the classic sense of control freak. I just kind of am under the surface control freak. But you know what it did? It facilitated personal growth for me because I was able to go, oh, my goodness, I am a control freak. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I need to look at how I can grow through that and release other people so I don't continue to be a control freak. Faithfulness helps personal growth and self-development. We are faithful to our goals. Have you got a goal? You know the way to reach it? Stick to it. No one ever, never ever reached a goal by setting a goal and then not sticking to it. Being faithful with your goals, your values. Now, Chris talked a little bit about this last week. Like, how much is your integrity worth? Be faithful to your values. When you go to the supermarket or you go to, it's not so prevalent anymore, somewhere where you have to pay cash, or even at the supermarket when they scan something and it's wrong, do you say something or do you just go, bonus, it's a blessing from God? No, it's an opportunity <laughs> to exercise integrity, discipline, and stay faithful to your values. Stay committed to our personal growth journey. It requires discipline. We don't like that word. But can I tell you, it's the only thing that will get you there. Perseverance, another word we're not really fond of. And the ability to stay focused on what's important to us. By remaining faithful to ourselves, we can achieve our desired outcomes and fulfill our potential. I want that. I don't want to be the same person next year that I am this year. I want to refine like fine wine. Yes. Learn to be a follow-through person. Learn to be a follow-through person and see things through to the end. Faithfulness is the key in strengthening character, integrity. We just touched on that. But act honestly and with integrity. If you feel a check in your spirit, you know that check in your spirit, where we feel a bit like... You know, when you notice that they've given you too much change, when you notice the, the yeah, online order from Woolies comes and they've given you other stuff. My, my husband had this this week. He's bought himself a, a really nice guitar. It's very nice. And he decided, which is so unlike him, to, to treat himself to a nice guitar strap that matches the brand of the guitar. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, by the way. Um, anyway, so it's pretty, it, it was a, what is it? It's not an Ashton, it's a Mayton, thank you. And he ordered it online and, and something came that wasn't, this beautiful strap, just wasn't what he ordered. And so he rang and said, look, you know, you've sent me the wrong strap, I'm happy to come in, my wife's coming to Brisbane this week, she can exchange it for you. And I think because he has always chosen integrity, they said, oh no, it's our mistake, We'll send you a strap and you can keep that one. And I saw this man struggle with that because he felt like it just wasn't quite right. And I'm like, I would way rather that than just be like, bonus free strap. I mean, it was bonus free strap, but you know, like 
It's just that integrity. It's important for our personal and professional growth. How do you do it? Do what you say you will. Do it. Just do it. Even when you don't feel like it, do it. It means so much to other people. Faithfulness positions us to overcome challenges. It really does. Because it builds a solid foundation for navigating and overcoming things in our lives. You know, during difficult times, having faithful friends by your side gives us the support and the encouragement that we need to persevere. It does. And faithfulness actually helps us to maintain that that sense of hope and that sense of optimism, even in the face of crisis and challenge. It's faithfulness that's help, that helps us to do that. It's that steady, standing, here I am, I'm going to be faithful, and believe that good things are going to happen for me. You know, I was trying to think of an example of that, and I thought, <laughs> couldn't help thinking of Dory in Finding Nemo. I love Dory. You know that scene in Finding Nemo where she's like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Oh, you know it. You're all looking at me like, no, I don't know that one. And it is a little bit like that with faithfulness. Just keep swimming when you're in a, in a challenge. You know, she was faithfully, Dory, whoever knew Dory would be a great example. She was faithfully on a journey to try and find Nemo's son. Is that correct? Have I got the story right? Nemo with Nemo's dad. Yes, that's right. Whose name was? Marlon. All the parents of young children have got this damn pat. She was faithful in a journey to do that. And she was a little scatterbrained, right? But she understood the concept. When you're in the middle of a challenge, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Faithful to see out the challenge that she had in front of her. We need faithfulness for what it does in our community. Our community so needs faithful people. Faithfulness is essential in impacting society. It extends beyond our personal relationships. In a broader sense, faithfulness to laws. Yes, laws. You know, I've heard people say, laws are just there to be broken. Or it's not really breaking the law unless you get caught. It is definitely breaking the law even though you don't get caught. Just can we get that clear? Faithfulness to to laws. We've seen the effects of this in our society where laws and rules are thrown out, where faithfulness isn't respected and everything goes to hell in a a handbasket. Faithfulness to laws, social norms, ethical principles. It's not boring. It's necessary. Because otherwise there's no anchor. There's no landing point. There's no foundation for our society. You know, I love... My husband's um, definition of holy is other. We're called to be other, not like everyone else. You know, you want to make an impact on your, on your workplace, on your community. Be faithful to what you said you would do. When individuals and communities remain faithful to their responsibilities and obligations... It contributes to the overall well-being of society. So how do we do that? Just do what is right. Don't cut corners. Just be faithful. Just do what's right. 
We know what's right. You can justify all you like. And again, great definition from my husband, justify, just as if I hadn't, but you have. Justify, don't justify it. Just do what is right. Because I tell you what, there's a reward in that. It's harder, definitely. At first, it's harder. When everybody else seems to be just getting ahead and you're trying to be just faithful to what you know is right, it can seem like people are getting ahead and you're not. Can I tell you, after being on this planet for a little while now, kind of seen the reverse of that. Those people that looked like they were overtaking me in so many areas. Now at my age, I'm looking and thinking, you know what? I'm like the slow and steady tortoise. I am winning this race because I've been determined to be faithful to my values and my principles and not cut corners. And even in, in smaller sort of settings, like my coffee shop that I always talk about, I'm faithful. I go there every day. They do have good coffee. It makes it easier. But I go there every day, and this is what I've noticed, and I've shared this before, because I'm faithfully there every day. I've built this community of people, none of whom know Jesus, who want to talk to me about their marriages, who want to talk to me about growing older, who want to talk to me about the impact of all sorts of things in society. Why is that? Is it because I'm brilliant? No. Is it because I look extremely wise at 7 a.m.? No, it's none of that. It's because I'm faithful. I'm always there. I'm always there. I'm always happy. I'm always positive. I'm always open for a conversation. And it's taken a little while, but I just love that has made that difference in that community. Faithfulness is necessary for establishing trust, for fostering strong relationships, for promoting personal growth, Maintaining social cohesion. It contributes to emotional security. It builds character and integrity. And it helps individuals and communities thrive. Let's not let it go out of fashion on our watch. By practicing faithfulness, we create a world where honesty, loyalty, and reliability are valued. And that leads us and those with us to more fulfilling lives. Life is just better. So you're not trying to juggle and hide and cut corners. You know, and I think about the example that we have in our God. You know, one of the things we love to sing about is how great the faithfulness of God is for us. No matter where we find ourselves no matter how far we've been out, no matter how far we feel away. We love to sing about the faithfulness of God. Great is His faithfulness. It's the thing we depend on in the challenging times. So great is God's faithfulness, no matter how far I go. You know, I can go to the the depths of the ocean or I can go, I don't know where other places, anyway, a long way away, wherever I go, I can't get away from the faithfulness of God. We love that. We're called to be a reflection of that. You know, I know how important that has been in my life, the faithfulness of God to know no matter what, no matter how I feel, no matter what's happened, 
no matter how challenging, no matter how great my life is at any point, God's faithfulness is there for me. And he calls us to be his representation of that on the planet. Let's not let faithfulness go out of fashion. Agree? Why don't we stand together? I wanted to pray particularly this morning. You know, and sometimes topics like faithfulness can be a little bit difficult if you've not experienced faithfulness or if you've experienced betrayal. And again, there wouldn't be a person in this room that hasn't experienced it on some level. But as I was preparing, I really felt that God this morning wanted to really reach in to those situations and bring healing. And so this morning, if you're here and you've, you've really felt that sting of betrayal where you really, it might have been in a marriage scenario, it might have been a friendship, it might have been a business thing where you were building something and, and the person that was supposed to be faithfully building alongside of you did something dishonest and, and you were left with nothing. You might have felt that you had faithfully done things and, and people didn't reciprocate that. You don't need to put your hands up this morning. But if that's you, I'd really, I really felt like God wanted to bring some sense of closure and healing for you. Because when we've been betrayed, it can be difficult to be faithful. It can be difficult to be that for other people. So I wanted this morning, we might close our eyes, just so there's a sense of kind of privacy this morning. And Lord, I just thank you today for this little bit of a, a word that I have. So, Lord, I pray for people who are here that have felt that sting. And maybe it still stings. And maybe it still hurts. I just thank you this morning that ever so gently and by your grace, you're going to bring healing and closure to that. That people will leave here, they'll feel lighter. They'll view the situation from a different perspective. And they'll understand that despite its pain, you're going to bring them through this. They're going to be bigger and better on the other side of this. I pray that forgiveness would be extended where it needs to be extended. And Lord, I just thank you for touching those needs today in Jesus' name. And Lord, today I pray for all of us as we leave here today. We understand the importance of faithfulness. We appreciate your faithfulness. Help us as we go out today, even in the small ways, to take some of this message today. And, and really start to impact those around us with the faithfulness that we see in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You might be here this morning and you might be, this might not be your normal Sunday morning. Maybe you're just on a bit of a journey towards finding out what faith is all about. And so this morning, I just want to give an opportunity. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I discovered this in my 20s, changed my life forever. And so if you're on a journey, I just want to encourage you, just keep swimming. Just keep going. The Bible says that you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. And so this morning, if that's you, um, you can, Levi's going to give us some information on that in a moment. But just keep that in your heart and just keep going with that journey. Amen. Thanks, Levi.